this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast with me amit barua your host for this episode a high profile indian administrative service couple sanjeev khirwar and rinku dugga were shunted out of delhi to ladakh and arunachal pradesh a few days ago their transfers came soon after the indian express newspaper published a photo showing the couple walking their dog in new delhi's tyagraj stadium at a time when athletes should have been using the sports facilities track the transfer orders likely flowed from an official desire to punish the couple for doing wrong they also stirred up a hornet's nest by pointing to both ladakh and arunachal as dumping grounds for erring officials it's not for the first time that a government has resorted to a punishment posting of course to decode this issue and the emotions that go with it i have with me pradeep fanjubam an imphal based senior journalist who is also editor of the imphal review of arts and politics welcome to the in focus podcast pradeep uh, yeah thank you amit thank you for having me pradeep from your perch in imphal how, how do you see this controversy i think it, it was uh, it, it was in bad taste to some extent but uh, first the Uh, behavior of those bureaucrats they they were misusing their privilege that is there and then the punishment as you suggested was like a punishment posting for for them and the places of choice were ladakh and and the northeast arunachal pradesh that actually was not taken well here that uh, the northeast is seen along with ladakh as uh, as a dumping ground as you, as you suggested that these are not supposed to be desirable places for any posting so that kind of uh, feeling is very much there in the northeast i i have been also following on the social media and all that and uh, the chatter here is that this is the attitude of the of the larger indian society as such to these places there that these are in the fringes and uh, and and also the fact that uh, they're doing it with, without even being conscious that this is this is the attitude that they that it has come to be so much internalized and normalized now that you don't think there is some, some something wrong in doing it i think it is dangerous because when you are del- deliberately provoked there is a reaction from those who are provoked but here it's almost like something normal and after some time and for a long time in fact many of the of the people in these places also felt that this is actually normal that we uh, these places are or the people here are supposed to be at at a different hierarchy hierarchy compared to the rest of the country and that kind of attitude i think is it's not good and uh, i and i think it should be done away with pradeep uh, you know the northeast as we call it it's you know it's a, it's a it is it's a amalgam of different states and cultures but one thing which has definitely changed uh, in the last 20 30 years and you know you have reported not just from the northeast but from you know other parts of the country as well today we are no longer in the situation where the northeast is not connected to the rest of the country you know whether it's by flights or uh, by train all kinds of connectivity and so many people from the northeast are studying and working in other parts of the country so what prevents uh, you know say uh, the rest of india uh, or delhi from understanding that the northeast is very much a part and parcel in every sense of the country's mainstream yeah i think that's very true that that there has been a lot of interaction between uh, what was once in the periphery with with what was considered to be central and that that has been happening but 
as I was saying in the beginning, that there has been conditioning of attitude. That you, as you said, these places are no longer that isolated, as isolated as before, and they are very well connected and all that. So maybe uh, it is no longer, in, in that sense, a dumping ground. But still, in the literal sense, not a dumping ground, but in the psychological sense, that that thing is very much there. That you no, know, it's like uh, what they also refer to as the as the microaggressions. You know, that you don't actually say you're bad. But then, by the things that you do, by the attitude that you keep, you are still saying the same, giving the same message that you may no longer be there as what is pronounced, as as what you describe. But internally, that attitude is very much there. That it, that without being conscious of it, people are doing it. And maybe you know, sometimes you are not even doing it with any bad intent or anything. But it's just that it's been a, it's it's a it's an inbuilt kind of a response built by you know, long years of that same attitude. Which was, which is uh, being regretted now. But uh, long after that uh, condition is gone, you know, the the psychological tuning that that the nation has been put into is still is still showing up every now and then. I, I would I would see it this way. So Pradeep, you know, whether it's the issue of uh, you know this uh, so-called punishment posting of uh, the civil servants or indeed of judges and others, I mean, what what do you think that can be done? Uh, because we know the issues really, you know, and the issues have been with us for a long time. So what can be done to sort of uh, move away from this mindset as, you know, as someone who's, uh, uh, you know, worked in other parts, uh, who has been a scholar uh, in Shimla, you know, reported and written about the Northeast and its various states, uh, you know, extensively. So what what can be done to sort of cleanse uh, this attitude or remove or change this attitude? Uh, I think uh, that's a very long kind of a process. We have to be waiting for that. And but I think uh, which doesn't mean that we have to uh, abandon the effort. And also, let me just put it put it as you suggested. I have been everywhere in the country, Shimla to Delhi and and other places. Uh, and here, I think there has to be also a qualification that you no know, the uh, the attitude that we are talking about prevails not at every level, not at every every hierarchy of the society. So if I had Come to Delhi, and I fit into a society which is not so discriminatory. That that section of the society which is not discriminatory, I may not have felt it so much as somebody else who came there, say to do say a, a manual job or you know a salesman. They will have a different kind of an experience. And so I think we cannot just simply put it in a, in a linear kind of a definition of this attitude. So I think uh, it is also a class thing. But when when that class thing happens between uh, the same linguistic group. Maybe it will not be seen as a discrimination against a place, but when somebody comes from the northeast and then he he lands up at a different class than his, then there there is there is a class problem as well, and that class problem comes to be interpreted as that as the the ethnic and the racial issue. So I think it's it's a lot more complicated. So we cannot really be saying this is uh, we cannot identify that single problem that source of the problem. So it's a complicated thing. So what, what I feel is that so many other people will be coming uh, to, the, to, to the mainstream, I would say, and, and then not feel anything if they happen to land in, in, in that class society where these things are, people are very much conscious of these things. But they, it can, they can also be in, uh, in, in a different situation where they have felt this discrimination and also the attitude. So I think, and, and if we have to correct it, I think it has to be, uh, that problem has to be identified and diagnosed properly so that we can we can also think of the remedial measures 
And I think one of them is, you know, when these punishment portions come about, it's supposed to be distance. You're just giving uh, the, the person being punished, uh, at a, putting him at a distance from where he likes to be in. So if that thing is understood properly, then maybe they would, wouldn't have so much uh, of, of, of a resentment. So maybe, you know, you, you can also do, say, for instance, since, uh, as you just said, the Northeast is well-connected now. If it is a punishment posting, you can, can still call it the punishment posting, but it doesn't have to be the Northeast. You can say you can post them in one in Chennai and the other in Chandigarh. These are very much cities. And there the attitude will, will not be there, just the distance. You're putting a distance between the two people who are being punished. But when you put the distance along with that attitude, that these are dumping grounds. And supposing they had been posted, one had been posted to Kashmir, for instance, another one in the Northeast, they would have been another in hierarchy another layer of interpretation that these are dangerous places, bad law and order and all that. So I think to break the stereotypes, I think we have to insist, uh, or maybe when they're giving out those postings, uh, spell it out. So we're just putting a distance between them. It's not just a punishment posting by virtue of the place they're being posted. It's just a distance we're putting, putting between them. And that kind of, I mean, this is just one example, but when we uh, do these kind of uh, the postings or or you know, when he described the northeast or kashmir we describe in terms of of uh, distance and geography and not uh, in terms of you know the that uh, preference uh, by development and all that because that that those will give different connotations and different interpretations so just to come to say where you work as a journalist as an and editor in imphal do you find, or say, compared to say Calcutta, let's let's pick up Calcutta as an example. Say, would there be anything drastically different in terms of infrastructure, in terms of connectivity that you would face as an editor working in Manipur? Uh, to some extent, but but uh, that gap is narrowing now. For instance, you have uh, if you have four G in Delhi, we also have four G here. And then you have uh, when so many airports uh, everywhere in the northeast, and the rail line is reaching everywhere. So I think that in terms of physical infrastructure, I think it's, it's catching up. The, the gap is narrowing. But uh, as I said, the old kind of hang-up, old kind of uh, inheritance of that particular attitude. Now, when you uh, even in this same case, if they have been posted in Arunachal Pradesh, uh, it, it's, it comes with that attitude. You're being punished. You're being punished not just by the distance, but you, you're being punished because of the place you're being posted. And you will not uh, get the life that you want in, in Delhi. You'll get something else. Now, that, that, that kind of an attitude is there, an unspell, spelled out kind of an attitude. And it's so internalized that you don't have to even spell it out. And maybe, as I was also saying in the beginning, that maybe overtly you don't even mean that. Just doing it almost is a natural thing. Unnatural thing has been normalized. That and that normal since it's normalized, it's difficult to actually uh, say that I will I will shed this uh, attitude because if people think there's nothing wrong with that, so many people think there's nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, another posting. That kind of attitude it, this will be perpetuated. So I think that attitude has to go, and and for that I think there has to be a conscious effort from those uh, in power first, and then and then the rest as well. That we are saying, if it is a difficult posting, it's just because of the distance, not because of the people you'll be encountering, or the law and order situation, or the infrastructure. It's just the distance. If you if you come to define these punishments, these postings in terms of uh, those measurable and common kind of attitude, 
common to everybody, universal kind of, of kind of an attribute, attribute that I think uh, these uh, these things can reduce, these resentments can reduce. So, do you think that you know you you mentioned just now that in a sense uh, we have to sort of uh, uh, reposition or uh, you know recalibrate the minds of those in power? And also, finally, the Indian Administrative Service is supposed to be an all-India service, you know, really the steel frame of India, as it's been called. So apart from sort of, uh, you know, uh, repurposing the minds of those in power, you know, to states like Manipur or Assam or Ladakh, the Union Territory of Ladakh and other places, do you think that it calls for some approach in training as well uh, as far as the central services are concerned? I think that would be very helpful. In fact, uh, there should be more transfers, not from uh, not as a punishment, but as a as a learning process. You are uh, supposing you are your cadre is uh, Delhi. You can be transferred to Ladakh, and those people in Ladakh, there, there's some bit of transfer that exchange happens. But I think maybe uh, as an educational process, that that can be increased. The frequency can can be increased. For instance, uh, any IS officer. I mean, uh, could be, I mean, it could be mandatory for him or her to be, to have experience of uh, different parts of the state as an administrator. And then, then he, they, they will get to know the places a lot more. And also that integration process, process will be, I mean, accelerated to, to a great extent. And similarly, you know, somebody who's got Tripura color, for instance, he, he or she can also be posted at different places for, for say, one year, two year at a go. You can't be away for a long time. But at least you get to know every part of the country and also to get uh, the sense, absorb the atmosphere as such, so that you become much more whole. I think that kind of transfer policy can come about, uh, not as a punishment, but as a learning process, as a mandatory learning process that you have to be everywhere and you have to get to know every place. Then your postings will be, if it is a punishment, it will be only in terms of distance, no, 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 no longer be in terms of, you know, the place you are there, the place you have been posted the kind of uh, trouble with food and, and, and culture that you'll be facing, the shocks that you'll be facing. If you see it on those terms, then I think it, 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 it will only um, in aggravate the problem. But if you get them to use, get them used to all these difference, differences of the, this diverse country, then I think that will be very, very helpful that you, uh, the people who are at the top, you know, they are, they are supposed to be the, at, the, at the top Achillean of the Indian the government employment. And if they are I mean, familiarized with, with, the, with all the places, at least to, to, to the extent possible, then I think there will be a broader kind of a mindset which, is, which will ultimately come in. And uh, Pradeep, what do you think, uh, you know, with your experience of uh, living and working in the region, would you say that, uh, you know, more uh, people should come as tourists uh, to, you know, northeastern states? And see for them, uh, you know, it is after all a very picturesque part of the country. So, would do you think that more people traveling and coming and working uh, in the northeast from other parts of the country would be helpful in changing this uh, mindset, which is almost invisible, as you pointed out? Yeah, I I think that that should be helpful, um, uh, especially tourism. Tourism, you know, when you uh, the, the, as both of us know, when we travel to Southeast Asia together. In that Japanese Chamber of Commerce, they were saying that we look for where our tourists are going. The business people are actually looking for where their tourists are going, because when when the when the tourists are going there, they know uh, that's that's that that place is friendly to them. So they, they normally go and try and invest there. So I think tourism is 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 a good litmus test for 
the mood of the country and also and I just well, not not just as a litmus but then also the learning process also the integration process you know when you're traveling as a tourist you also are going there often with with people you you love people your family your children or your parents and you know that and the integration is much more deeper when, when you do it that way you then that's not going going the to a place to I mean to freak out but you're just going to, to that place with the, the with the intent of showing your loved one of of of, of the beauty or the differences the beauty and the differences of, of the different places so i think uh, tourism is i think very healthy uh, of course uh, nowadays there's so much concern about our environment and ecology and all that so tourism will have to be responsible kind of kind of a tourism that project that we have to take up because that can also you know without being without any ill intent you can do a lot of harm as well uh, and and we can look at Bhutan and how they are careful about tourism and to tourism may help but then in very unintended way they can also damage so that kind of balance we have to keep but i think tourism will be very very helpful to get people to know each other as you know even this uh, who is that author i think you want to share the racism uh, travel <laughs> he he says that uh, mark twain mark twain you want to say shared racism you travel i think that that will be very good even in our situation within the country itself there are so much differences and if you want to narrow the gaps of those differences i think traveling is one of them pradeep panjubam thank you so much for talking to the hindus in focus podcast it was lovely talking to you amit in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon